Pulp MX Network production. You cast me, I'll complete me till death do all part. What's up, guys? It's Alex Gray, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. That's all we need is more fake news, Pulp MX bullshit. It's quality, not quantity, all right, man? All right, we are back again with another episode of the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. This week, we're going to talk about show 407. I'm Darkseid. Really excited to talk about uh, this episode with Michael Lindsay, new team owner in studio, along with one of his riders, Jerry Robin. Jerry was fantastic. Uh, really great to hear new guys come in studio that we haven't heard before. Christian Craig, Ryan Dungey call in. Uh, big, they're the big guests of the night. Lots to talk about. JT's band. Uh, my sanity, apparently. I'm good to go. All, everything's fine. Really looking forward to doing this. Quite possibly only two of these left. Got a couple great guests coming up. And if you guys stay tuned, we got a special guest that's going to be at the very end of the show. So, yeah, hang tight. See what's up with that. But first, let's thank all these wonderful sponsors, including WUSA, Guts Racing, The Atlas Brace, FMF Racing, Roost Graphics, Get Data, Firepower Batteries and Chains, EVS Sports, Eagle Grit, Hand Cleaner, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, LAHondaWorld.com. OGO Bags, Ride Engineering, BTO Sports, Fly Racing, Vertex Pistons, Vortex Racing, Racetech Suspension and Engine, Michelin Tires, Maxima Oil, X-Brand Goggles, Pro Filter, and Works Connection. As always, go to PulpaMexShow.com, click on the sponsor links, use the discount code, save you some money, support the show. All right, let's get to our guest. WUSA provides the best quality wheels in the business. Whether you race professional supercross or just a weekend warrior, W has the wheels for you. W can even restore your old wheels, so visit WUSA.com and let John and Kristen Anderson take care of you. WUSA brings us Mr. Mike Bonacci. What's up, Mike? How you doing, Darkside? Good doing. to have you. Last uh, last uh, show you had there, you were a little bit out on the ledge there. Are you back in the window? Yeah, man. I didn't feel like I was on the ledge until I heard it back. Then I, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> maybe maybe I did let everybody get to me a little more than I thought. Um but yeah, Mike. So you uh, you were in studio recently. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about that in a little bit. You you own uh, MB60 Action Sports. We'll we'll try to touch on that in a minute. Um, but I want to get to our our next guest. And if you're looking for a high performance seat cover and foam, obviously Guts Racing is the one for you. Andy Gregg and Guts Racing have been providing seats for many of the best riders and the best teams in the business. So visit gutsracing.com today. And Guts Racing brings us Troy Benjamin. What's up, Troy? What's going on, boys? Not a lot, man. So both of you guys have a little bit of history with Pulp. Like I said, Mike, you've been in studio. Um, Troy, in the past, you were a contributor to Pulp. You did some writing. You've been in studio. Um, Troy, how long have you been listening to Pulp? And why do you listen? Why do you like it? Oh, boy. So I guess I started in 2014. Um, I just started because I always was in a DMXS back in the day. and. Mm-hmm. Just looking for stuff to to listen to, and then Steve uh, sent me an email one day and asked if I would contribute to him because I had done Bird Moto and Racer X stuff at that point. So I said yes, and then I just started listening to it, and I started from show one, and I've listened to them all since. Nice. So Troy, does it? You know, obviously, it influences my life quite a bit. I get bagged on for that for my 
my love of pulp a little bit, but does it, you know, what, how's it affect your day to day? Do you, do you have to listen or, uh, you know, you just always jonesing for the next show? Yeah. I mean, I don't, um, I can't, I can't miss a show. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I, I'm that guy. Uh, I get mad when Steve takes a couple weeks off. Right. Right. Season. Uh, it gets me through the work day. Um, it keeps me now that I'm not like contributing to Steve anymore, or any other media side, I, it keeps me in tune with what's going on and uh, keeps me a part of the sport that I love. Absolutely. And Mike, what about you, man? Uh, what what brought you to Pulp to begin with, day one? Long drives. Okay. So what happened was uh, one of the kids on the team, I think it was uh, Trenton Sherman, I take him down south on vacation to go racing, and he said we should listen to this show, and I didn't realize it was five hours long. <laughs> And it, and it made the drive that much shorter. It was yeah. really amazing to me. Right. And I remember one of the first shows I listened to, I've only been listening for a few years, one of the first shows I listened to, it was Kiefer trying to tell uh, Steve that it was okay to kiss your friend's wife on the lips. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> I've been a listener ever since. And all the time, which I think is great. Right, right on. All right, so we're here tonight, obviously, uh, show 407, Michael Lindsay, Jerry Robin in studio. Um, you know, Michael Lindsay's one of those guys, I, I enjoy him. He's, he seems to be very smart, very technical-minded. Some of the listeners, you know, they kind of they don't really love Lindsay. Uh, Troy, you, you had a little comment about Michael that you, you thought he was, I think, better or less annoying than in the past. Um, talk about Michael on this episode. What, what, what are you entertained by? Yeah. Uh. I, I don't know Michael at all, and I I usually like all the the studio in studio guests. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael, he just usually I can't really I can stand him, but he just he comes off as kind of like a know it all, and he's very on the panic grab usually, <laughs> and he's very knowledgeable. You can tell that he knows what he's talking about, and he just reminds me of uh, I don't know just somebody who has a lot to prove maybe, but okay. He, this episode was was good i don't know if it was because he was not feeling too well i think you mentioned that sore throat or something but he, he was good i i didn't mind it this time it was it was manageable yeah mike i i uh i've heard that a lot about michael Lindsay before um i don't know what your thoughts are on him but i thought he was really good this episode with you know talking about the new team and and i know we're going to touch on that in a minute um just give me your thoughts mike overall with michael Lindsay and then having jerry robin a new you know writer co-host in studio for the first time yeah, so I thought it was really interesting. And to Troy's point, maybe he could have been annoying before, but guess what? People, now he's a businessman. Now he has to entertain sponsors. Now he has to generate income for his team. And so I think he smoothed out. Now, yeah. let's face it, I'm not an insider, but from the outside looking in, that was my take, is he's got, a, he's got his hands full now, which I really, really applaud him for. Yeah. And, and if you talk about, if you, you know, we talk about this episode, that's something that Michael talked about a lot. You know, the idea, or he's kind of mentioned everybody thinks I'm crazy. And that is pretty crazy stepping in and starting a new team. Mike, you've got a team, you know, a little bit about that. That's a, I mean, just when he talked about, and I think I said this when I called in, like he said something about, yeah, I just had to go buy a semi. Like I, I can't go buy a damn semi. I don't, I mean, this guy, good Lord, what it would take to do what he's doing. But I, I was very entertained by him being in the studio talking about that. And uh, Troy and you, Mike, talked about really liking Jerry Robin, um, being the new guest, you know, and never being in before. Um, I thought he did really well, Troy. As uh, it's, it's not always easy being on Mike, you know, and for that long. 
and Jerry Jerry's really great. Yeah, I being in studio. I mean, I was when I went to the studio in 2016. It was uh, it was pretty eye opening. Like I was there with Tingri, and of course him and Steve have been doing shows together. So I was I felt like odd man out. So yeah, for Jerry to jump in there like that, it was it was pretty cool. Uh, and Jacob Hayes the week before he did even better. So. Yeah, that's that, you mentioned that in your notes, and I, I really like you know we have our rotating co-hosts that are just you know all the time. You have your keepers and uh, you know Randy Richardson or whatever, but having some of these guys in that are new, you kind of wonder you know oh, are they going to be good? And yeah, you're right, they were both really good. Um, Mike, you you said in your notes you know that that you were really interested in the dynamic last week between Daniel Blair and Jacob Hayes, and then also the dynamic with Michael Lindsay as a team owner. And um, Jerry Robin, although Daniel's not the team owner, but he's very involved with Jacob's Jacob's package, his his career right now. Um, talk about that. What what was interesting about those two different groups of people being on the show for you? Even well, though I'm not, I'm not supposed to get level, your opinion, but whatever, we got it. <laughs> I think the level in which Michael Lindsay is going to be happy for his guys mm-hmm. versus what it's going to take for Daniel to be happy with Jacob's performance. I think. I think Hayes really needs to, you know, be in the top five and put it up on the podium. I think for Michael Lindsay, you know, these guys have to make the show and then score some points and then work their way into the top ten. And I think he's going to be so excited for them every step of that way. And they're yeah. going to be, in return, happy that he's happy just, just for doing that. I think if Jacob Hayes finishes 13th, there ain't no one going to be happy about that. <laughs> right, okay. A little more pressure, probably, and and the way we're tying this in, obviously, to the way that Steve wants his show done is, we wouldn't really know that if those guys hadn't been in studio, right? We wouldn't have that relationship or that understanding of the two guys or the four guys' relationships with each other if they weren't sitting in that studio for four and a half, five hours, and get letting us have a peek inside of something that, again, if we didn't listen to Pulpum X, we would never really get. Uh, Troy, I mean, you, you you've been in studio. You listen for years. That's something with Pulp that I don't think you get on any of the shows. I don't really listen to any other shows. Okay. That you, you know, so I I know what you mean, though. It gives you that glimpse of behind-the-scenes stuff that maybe you would know if you, you know, interviewed these guys a little bit like I had in the past or like you do. Um, you see their personality come through, and then when they interact together, it's even better because you just see their relationship and their inside jokes come out sometimes, yeah, and it's yeah. kind of cool to see yeah, I've said a lot. It's it's very f- similar as Steve has also said to like the Pol- or the the Howard Stern show. If you're a fan of that, you feel like you're part of that family, whether it's the Whack Packers mm-hmm. and or the different guests. And with Pulp Show, it's the same thing. You you just you look forward to the Kiefer After Dark segment or whatever. And you know when the guests come in, you just know that you're going to get this inside info. It's not even necessarily like a new show. It's it's like man it's just like hanging out with your buddies you know and that's that's why we love this thing um all right let's talk about so chase sexton was a a topic at the beginning of the show where he broke his collarbone um and the one thing that i kind of noted with this situation was michael Lindsay saying that chase was scheduled to ride west and steve's opinion was you know he's the the defense of the eastern championship to him is more important it outweighs the future of the 450 contract that Michael Lindsay said maybe why he was going to ride west. Um Mike, do you do you think Steve's right? Do you think that title defense um probably should be the priority? I think title defense is important, 
But yeah. what I think is more important is they should have him under contract not to be doing stupid stuff. <laughs> okay. And if okay. he already, listen, if, here's my point. If he broke his collarbone before and had it plated, he's going to have holes in there that are going to be hard to fix. Yeah. It's the same size. I don't know all the details. But after that first time, you know, get yeah. off the pit bike. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, and, and I, Stephen, they, they touched on that a little bit that, you know, those things – I mean, you got to be smarter than that, I think, uh, Troy. And it's but that title defense, I was pretty surprised. Actually, I thought he was running east. I just assumed he was running east because of the championship. And Steve, Steve thinks that was a mistake to begin with. Uh, you, what do you think about it, Troy? With Steve's opinion, I'm afraid if you if I answer this, Steve's going to yell at you this week because <laughs> I don't know if anyone's going to care about my opinion. Uh. <laughs> it's impossible to talk about this and not give your opinions. It's just, it just is impossible. If this show's going away in two episodes, no, I don't know what to side. do. You need, what you need to be on the what vibe are you on right now? We have to save the show, bro. <laughs> Hashtag save, save the, the show, show, bro. I hope so, man. Save but, but really though, Steve, I think Steve makes a good point to me that the championship for the manufacturer for the team is a big deal to defend it and run that number one plate. So, like if. If um if I'm Geico Honda, mm-hmm. I would put him on East, but I don't. I mean, if, uh, if Steve, you know, he would know. I I don't. I don't know. I don't know how to answer this. this okay. Is a weird question. This is that's right. Okay. Well, let's move uh, on then. That's fine. Um. All right. Yeah. How about so another East Coast guy, Steve? The, you know, a lot of hype behind J Mart, right? Always going fast at the test track. We all know that. Steve, I was a little surprised for some reason, um, ha- has very low expectations for J-Mart. Um, Troy, you think that's just be- because of coming back from the injury? I mean, what it, again, Steve, I-, I disagree with Steve. I have high expectations. Uh, I, I think it, it's, he's out for blood. I think he's just mm-hmm. going to come in. He's a two-time outdoor champ, so like he's really just doing it for himself now just to prove that he can come back and 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 win. So I, I don't think Steve is uh, wrong. I think he's onto something there. Yeah, he doesn't want to. You know, Jeremy doesn't want to go back to working in that uh, motorcycle shop or whatever it was he was working in. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, Mike, Mike, Michael Lindsay. You know, says, "Hey, no, he disagreed with Steve. He's like, he's got lots of motivation, more motivation than ever before. That's the bandwagon I'm on. That's I believe that to be the case." I think he was shortchanged. I think if you look back at what happened to him and how his surgeries were handled, I think oh, yeah. he probably feels like a section of his life was taken away from him. So he's coming back strong. He's coming back yeah. with vengeance. He's coming back with am- amnesia of what happened to him and just looking forward. And you can see it in the way he rode overseas. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm really, really happy for him. Yeah, absolutely. He's. I think he's uh, on fire and looking forward to it. Last time I interviewed him about a month ago, six weeks ago, uh, the guy, he's ready. He he can't wait. Um, okay, so here we go. So Steve brings up his question to the other guys. Uh, is the chance that the 450 championship comes from outside of Eli, Kenny, Webb, and Jason Anderson? Um, the reason I'm bringing this up is not so you guys can tell me what you think your percentage is, but – Really, Jerry Robbins says he he believes that Adam Ciancerillo can win this championship. Uh, Steve's been a you know obviously a big fan, a, a friend, a supporter of AC, but he's also been very open about that he doesn't even think he's going to win a main event this year. I think he's nuts, uh, Mike. I mean, is why is Steve? You know, I'm asking your opinion. Is Steve wrong? Uh, yeah. 
What do you think about that well, home Well, here's top? the thing. Here's the way I look. When he asked the question, I kind of was paying attention to it, and I think you know one of the big four is going to take the championship. So okay. see that as it may. Answer the question or don't. But here's here's where it's interesting. I call it money ball. I think the way that Tomac won last year, even though he had a seventh and everybody was freaking out and all that, I think his team knows exactly how many points they need to score at what time during the year to win a champion. I think they finally get it. So if you look at the lineup for 2020 for Supercross, in my opinion, in the 450 class, there are 17 guys, if they stay healthy, that can be on the podium. Okay. So consistency is Tomac's thing, right? He's going to be up in the top, and you just have to maintain that. So I think definitely one of those four guys will will pull it off right, because so, of that. Well, that's that's definitely Steve's opinion, it seems to be. Um Troy, you on? Are you on the AC bandwagon, or are you on Steve's? Steve's more, uh, I guess, he's being a little more even keel in this one and not going outside the box too much. And I think Steve's on to something there. I mean, it's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of pressure for AC, and I yeah. think his Poison Monster Cup, but uh, I, it, it's such a long season, and like Steve alluded to a couple shows, I don't know, maybe this is past one that that Zach Osborne was commenting on how long a season it is and mm-hmm. it's, it's it's just a grind so i think that he's on some i, I think ac can win though i'm gonna just screw them there uh but uh, he's not gonna win the title there's no way okay yeah I, I think it'd be very difficult um but i definitely think steve's crazy when he says he's not gonna win a main event i just i, I can't imagine ac not winning a main event actually yeah. i kind of hope he wins a1 just so i like, get the press conference i can ask him what he thinks about Steve saying he wasn't going to win a race. But uh, I'm kind of on Steve's side on this one, though. I, okay. I, it's going to be all the stars are going to have to align for that, yeah. for him to win a race. I mean, you got to remember, there are so many people that can get a whole shot and be in front that he's going to work through. They're not going to just pull over for him. No, you're right. You know, they are, they are going to make sure that they try to finish in front of him because of the hype that he brings. Yeah. So, I mean, let's face it. He, you can call it at some point during the year. Vince Freeze is going to get a whole shot, and he's going to hold up that pack, and they got to get through there, and everybody's going to be bundled up, and he needs to be able to navigate that. I don't see it as a rookie. Okay, fair enough. All right, Ryan Dungey, first big guest of the night. Huge story. Um, surprised pretty much everybody. Um, a lot of the industry insiders knew about a week out, but it was even a surprise at that point. Um Ryan, to me, you know, I I, uh, I talked to you guys. You guys gave me some notes on Ryan. I thought Ryan still was kind of safe with his answers. Um, but, Troy, you said that you thought uh, Dungey was cooler than he'd been, you know, since a little bit cooler since he's retired, maybe a little more open. I'm not sure. Uh, give me your thoughts on his on his time on the line with Steve last, uh, Monday night. The reason I said I think he's cooler is because he actually came on the show, and I know he'd been on – uh, not too long ago to talk about the Taser thing, but for a while there, he wouldn't come on the show at all. And I don't think he talked to Steve very much. Yeah, uh, true. Uh, so that was my reason of that comment. I think that him coming back on, and I agree with you. His, uh, he is safe, but that's, that's Ryan. He's, mm-hmm. he's always going to play the, the good guy and the, the polite guy. I, <laughs> I don't, I, I think that's how he is. He's a Minnesota guy. So, yes. Um, yeah, I think it. I think he's as nice as possible in telling Steve he does not want to ride tasers with him. <laughs> right. Yeah, I want to ask both of you guys about the taser thing because yeah, that's definitely. <laughs> I had that in my notes. I know Ryan uh, or Troy, you did. 
Um, and I'm Mike, I, I was a little bit, one of the reasons I say he was so safe was the biggest, probably the most controversial maybe type question that Steve really even asked him was, you know, to kind of let us know how Roger's reaction was. And, and Ryan just kind of beat around the bush a little bit. Ah, he wasn't happy. Well, we know he wasn't happy. I wanted, like, I wanted some meat, you know, right, Mike? Yeah, it's difficult. So yeah. it puts him in a tough spot. But, I mean, let me go back to one thing Troy said. You know, okay. it's surprising that he was on the show. But what happens is even Ryan Dungey realizes the power of Pulp MX. So he, he really has to be on that show to kind of promote what's going on. I mean, when's the last time Honda won a championship? 2003 or four? Yeah. So they got a long ways to go. And, man, what a, what a good move for Ryan. So I'm I'm pretty excited for him to take on the challenge because it is just that. It's a challenge to bring that program to the top, even though they have thirty seven guys on the two fifty squad. <laughs> right, right. And you, you in your notes you, you told me that you thought it was really smart of him to wait and be patient for the right opportunity to come along. And he kind of talked about that on the show and, and Steve mentioned it a little bit. Um Again, we talked about your your team, MB60 Action Sports. You have an amateur team. Um, you know that you you know how difficult it is to get a team to get sponsors to probably make a profit. So um, I would have to think you agree with Steve saying that the team has to be making money. He he didn't just jump into this thing uh, without knowing what he was getting into. Yeah, he's putting his own money into it, and he's making an investment in his future. And he wouldn't do that if there wasn't a good financial situation there at the moment. So yeah, <clears throat> I think I think it's going to be a blast to watch how he does with it. So I'm ex- I'm excited for him. Yeah, and it was funny they they kind of they well like, they talked to Ryan about or maybe Ryan brought it up I think you know when he got the deal with KTM, uh, you know I think was Jade was over there at the time if I'm not mistaken is what he said and you know, that he got the the deal because of that. And then he goes over here to Honda and he got the deal because of his brother. And you told me that you had talked to one of your riders, Mike, and like, that was his response, right? Yeah, it was, it was funny. Cause I didn't really, I was on the road. I travel a lot to work and I saw it and I'm like, what, what the hell? I was like everybody else. It's yeah. not April fool's whatever. So I, you know, we have a group text for the kids and my youngest one is I got a mini rider, Tyler Tiffany. And he said to me, or he texted back. He, I think his brother got him the job. And I'm laughing, like, how does he even know Jade, you know? Yeah. But I'm sure Ryan's proud of Jade, and I'm, I'm hoping he's giving him a cut for, you know, finder's fee for the job. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it's going to be good. I told I texted Jade and said, hey, you better get a raise this year. So, anyway. Um, yeah, he better. Yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah, especially after helping win a championship last year, and now his brother's part owner. Yeah, it's time to get paid. Um. All right, let's talk about fantasy a little bit because we're going to get to JT, Jason Thomas coming back on. The ban was lifted. Um, but I want to talk about fantasy. I, fantasy has become an enormous part of Pulp MX. Um, I think, obviously, Pulp Fantasy, the website, the the game itself has become very popular in the last couple of years. Incredible prizes. Uh, just gets better every year. First of all, do both of you play? Uh, I'm going to play this year. Okay. What about you, Troy? Uh... I'm 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 gonna play, but I'm I'm not gonna buy in. I'm, I can't ball out like that this year. I understand, but it's okay. So <laughs> yeah. So neither one of you have played in the past. Then is that is that what I'm understanding? I have not. I I did I did when I I worked for him the first year. Um, I didn't do too hot, but uh, <laughs> we're we're gonna try to come back and uh, do something this year. Okay. And the problem for me is I travel so much, so it was difficult to get things done on time. 
But in this year's program, you really don't even have to do great, and you still stand a chance of winning stuff. So yeah, that's something that's I kept true. bringing up, and I think that's really good because I do terrible at it, um, and I still go, well, maybe I'll win something. I still haven't won anything. I'm probably not allowed to win anything more than likely. Yeah, you're not allowed, bro. That's probably the case, but it um it definitely one of the things that was mentioned is that you know, and Michael Lindsay talked about this is you start really paying attention to those guys that you normally wouldn't pay attention to, you know, uh, whether it be a Jerry Robin or an Intonap. And those guys have been brought to life. I mean, it's helped their careers. It's made them personalities all through the Pulp Show, uh, uh, which, and it makes us go crazy, right? JT's talked about that. JT is stepping away from industry idiots, he mentioned, um, because he doesn't want to be so angry. And uh, just talk about that a little bit, Troy. Are you really excited to get into this this year? I am because like I'm I'm so far removed from the sport that anything I can do right now like I I I just like can sit there and and, and tune in and like last chance qualifier I'm I'm in like that's where it's like dreams are made right there so right. I'm gonna be paying attention extra close to that if my riders are in there so I mean it's it's always cool to to see who's coming alive and you can see like who's gonna go on a hot streak and you just kind of get a pick from there. Yeah, Mike, I mean, this, again, for me at least, it's all because of Pulp. You know, that's why I know who a lot of these guys are. That's why I really got – I played fantasy before the Pulp League, but I played because I knew guys that were on the Pulp show that I was starting to follow and wanted to get involved with it. Um, and you, you kind of laughed, Mike, a little bit about JT's comment about knowing his uh, his <laughs> limits. So JT uh, JT gets very, very competitive and emotional. We know that from the show. Um, and I think it's going to be healthier for him. It sounds like to back off this fantasy thing a little bit. I mean, when I heard it, I, I, my note was, uh, that JT is going to back out of fantasy for mental health reasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was laughing yeah. about that, but listen, he's <laughs> honest about it. I'm sure he broke a few bones last year and had a few fits, whatever, but I will say this, you know, NFL fantasy stuff is huge business, but yes. when it comes to the motocross side of it, what Pulp MX does. Is it's really the the best avenue for privateers to build a fan base, and that's exactly what Steve's done for these guys, and Travis, I should say, has done for these guys. If they built a platform where you go look at some of the privateers that you normally wouldn't look at, yep, yep. and does does really give them a career. So I think it's amazing, and you know that's why I'm going to do it this year. I'm, cool. You know, one because it's fun, and then the second one is really to support Travis and his efforts of putting the thing together. I mean, he's really a pretty cool dude when I met him. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to talk about, I want to talk to both of you in just a moment about your in-studio experiences, but Troy, um, with fantasy, I thought it was almost just perfect having a Jerry Robin type guy in studio. There almost couldn't be anybody better. A guy that has um, destroyed right. some fantasy teams has taken a ton of heat. He <laughs> talked about it. Um, I think he said something about like they, he's had people tell him like, why didn't he just die or something? I think was his quote. Um, <laughs> so and, and he was laughing about it. You know, he was like, oh, I you know, he, yeah. he's okay with it now. Um, I really enjoyed his honesty and his, uh, you know, his being lighthearted about it. That's the power of Paul, man. That, yeah. That's that's the story of privateers. Like you learn so much about these guys. Like that's, Really, the only reason I know about Jerry Robin, like, okay, I did, I did learn about him when he did the eighty. I know he said on the show eighty-seven, mm. two fifty, yeah, a couple years ago, yeah, eighty-five. At um, so that's the only really reason I pay attention to Jerry because everybody like just talks about him on Twitter constantly about 
like, oh, Jerry, Jerry again. And it's just like, <laughs> all right, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, and he hears all that stuff. He hears all that, but he still comes into Pulpamax and still is lighthearted about it. Um, yeah, so he, mm-hmm. he was great, and he's definitely going to be one of those guys I'm sure I pick at some point this year. Um, all right, let's do these sponsor reads real quick, and I also want to mention, everybody, if you guys are interested in the Fly VIP program coming to the races, now has a connection with Feld. JT didn't really get into the details of what that meant, but it's going to probably mean a lot more uh, access to stuff that maybe you didn't get to see before. It's really, really cool what Rocky Mountain and that VIP uh, fly racing VIP program does. I've, I've got to talk to a lot of people at races that are doing it. They all love it. So hit up Jason36 at AOL.com for info. Uh, but all right, sponsor reads, BTO Sports, Fly Racing, Vertex Pistons, Vortex Racing, Racetech Suspension and Engines, Michelin Tires, Maxima Oils, X-Brand Goggles, Pro Filter, Works Connection, Atlas Brace, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Roost Graphics, Guts Racing, Get Data, Firepower Batteries and Chains, EVS Sports, Eagle Grit, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, LAHondaWorld.com, OGO Bags, and Ride Engineering. Wonderful sponsors of the Pulpamex Show, PulpamexShow.com for sponsor links and discount codes. Um, Mike, that's a lot of sponsors, a lot of f- amazing sponsors for Pulpamex. Some of those guys are on board with your team. Um, talk about like how difficult that probably is for Steve as a team or a show to get guys like that to come on board and support and how wonderful it is that the sponsors are willing to do it. Yeah. So he, he's got some good ones that cross over for us. I mean, I'm, I've been fortunate since 2012 to work with uh, X brand goggles and rich and his crew and their, their product is great. Their, their performance is great. Their shipping is great. Everything's been great about it. And uh, we switched to the pro filter series i learned it on the pulp show uh met trevor reese and we actually use their disposable filters for practice i mean it's it's practical for us so when you hear steve talk about it and maybe people just roll their eyes because they hear it as a sponsor read we actually moved in that direction because of the show and we actually helped our performance on the bikes where we don't have to spend a lot of time wasted after practice doing filters but we do run the pro filter uh, for racing. Yeah. We use the uh, disposable one for practice. So I've been pretty, pretty fortunate. I mean, for us, the big sponsor also is uh fly. We do quite a bit with fly. Nice. Um, my, the, it's the funny part is it, the company we had before you would place an order. You never know when it was going to come. Maybe three weeks or oh, you wow. never knew. Yeah. Yeah. When we moved to fly, fly has this girl, Amanda, that works there. We placed an order on a Monday and it showed up on a Wednesday and I'm like, what the hell is on my porch? Yeah. Well, yeah. Amanda's, <laughs> Amanda's fantastic. And because I live in East Texas and they have a warehouse in Dallas, if I order on a Monday, I get it Tuesday by lunch. And I, the first time that happened, I, I was like, that's magic. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. It's magic. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> so I, I work for X Brand, so yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, that's, they're, they're amazing, amazing companies to work with, and right. I appreciate Steve uh, working with them because they're they've been helpful to guys like us that are trying to get kids to the pros. Hell yeah! So, all right, let's talk about some in studio experiences, Mike. You were in there recently. Um, you know, I think you're out in Vegas for SEMA, and you got to sit in. Give me a, give me something that you were surprised by being in studio. Um, just something that kind of, you know, sitting there, there's a lot going on. And of course that the museum, that is his house is amazing, but touch on something that you were really surprised by. I would say for me, it was the amount of time that they stay focused on the show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, I, I was fortunate. I was show 404. I had uh Vaj and Kiefer Galdi and Steve, 
and you know, with the medals up and all yep. that stuff. But they were so focused to be engaged for four and a half, five hours. To me, it blows my mind because there's a lot of eye candy in that <laughs> studio. There's a lot to see. Yeah. You know, and even if you go to use the restroom, Damon Bradshaw is watching you <laughs> take a leak. I mean, it was, it's impressive. But I, I would say for those guys staying focused that long. The other thing, when the breaks come and the commercials come, you know, the commercials are fairly long. Yep. Um, they, they just continue talking about the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it, there's some good stuff going on that they need to keep start recording, uh, I think. You know, and maybe that's part of what Marks is doing, Troy. Uh, I know they're working on some new video stuff and a lot of stuff with Marks. And, and again, I'm going to ask you about your in-studio experience in a minute. But you mentioned how yeah. Marks, you know, you love Marks as a producer. Um, any nervousness about talent coming in and anything changing? I uh, know. I, I mean, as long as Mark stays on a show, I'm good. I'm all <laughs> Mark, bro. Like, he's just the coolest dude. Yes. He actually, like, he, he, I talked to him outside of the show a little bit, but not much anymore. But with talent coming on, I, listening to him in the past, talent's been good. So yeah. I think that'll be a good transition. And it sounds like Mark's is, like, getting more airtime. So I think it'll just all be good. Yeah, I'm really excited. I, I don't know if either of you got to check out the new video footage on, on the Pulp MX Facebook page Monday night because they got it going late. Um, but it was pretty cool. Did you, did you get to see it, first of all? I, I didn't see it, but let me just say one thing okay. that kind of on top of what Troy just said is um, at the end of the night, you know, you're basically in somebody's studio and it's time to go. It's 1130 at night. I had to call an Uber to go back to the hotel. Right. But I, I, I was kind of awkward to be like, should I stay here? I mean, I, it was just kind of awkward. Okay. So I went and sat on the stoop and Travis came out to go home and he's like, oh, you're still here. I'm like, yeah, I'm just waiting for my Uber to show up. And he sat there the entire time with me just talking. Oh, that's cool. So the car came. Yeah, and he's he's that kind of guy, you know. He's really a, yeah. a first class guy. So I thought it was cool, cool of him. But yeah, absolutely. Answer your question, no, I didn't see the video yet. Okay, so anybody that's listening that looks at the does the video sometimes the the new Facebook video, uh, it, the camera switches from different angles. There's picture in picture, so you could see Maybe. Steve from one angle while you see the guest from another, uh, and there's stuff they're working on there. It's it's really cool, and the aux- the audio was much better than previously. So it's going to be. It's definitely going to be a bonus to the future of Pulp MX. I, I cannot wait. Um, Troy, all right, well, give me some something about your in studio experience that, you know, just give me a story. What what was it like? You know, how many times have you been in? Uh, I was just in once. Okay. Um, and I just can't believe how fast it went. I threw <laughs> right. out the morning, and then I, Steve picked me up at the airport. We went and did the show, and then I caught a red eye back. So I wasn't there very long, but it went so fast, and done in the blink of an eye it was the best time but i i was more like kind of you know i don't want to say starstruck but i was kind of overwhelmed by the i mean it's it's pingry man i watched him race growing up and yeah, yeah. so sitting next to him in the studio is kind of surreal so like they're going back and forth and i kind of caught myself like thinking to myself like oh i'm just listening to a pulp show and i was like wait a minute i should be talking <laughs> yeah me things. like i feel like i'm at work right now listening and and so I could have contributed more, but I just kind of was just like in in awe of the whole thing. And and A Ray and uh, Clayson came by as well. Oh, so cool. it was Kind of a jam packed studio. Yeah, you know something I like, and that people may not know, the people that listen that really haven't got to spend some time with Steve and like other than just saying hi, he has this uh, 
character a little bit of being kind of a butthole sometimes on, you know, or a hard ass. <laughs> but when you actually visit with him, you come to his house, so friendly. Pookie's so sweet. And he really makes you feel like you're, you're welcome. You know, you're part of it. And, um, exactly. and it, yeah, it was, I got to do it at Vegas this year and it was awesome. And I'm hoping to do it again, maybe at Vegas this year. We'll see what happens. Um, all right. Race tech I rant mean, of the, do you have sorry. something else? Yeah. I was just going to say like, I mean, he, when he picked me up from the airport, like I'd never had in and out before. Oh from shit. The East Coaster, so I'm <laughs> like, you want to go get something to eat? And I was like, yeah, sure. I've never had in and out before. Is it far? And uh, He's like, no, nah, it's just right down the road. So, so he takes me to In and Out, and I feel like we were driving for like an hour to get to a place. <laughs> really? And I'm like, do you live close by? And he's like, yeah. And then I'm like, okay. And we drove another half hour, and we're in the car for forever. It seemed like that's funny. So, that's worth it for In and Out. Really hungry. Yeah, that's worth so, it for In and Out, in my opinion. Anyway, I'm a I'm an In and Out guy for sure. Yeah, it was good, but yeah. he just didn't have to do that, you know? Right, right. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and how about – well, you know what? We didn't touch on with Dungey, and I meant to come back to you. You mentioned it was the, the Taser ride, okay? So Steve keeps talking about this. Um, Troy, you and I have basically – I'd say it's 99% chance that Dungey never rides with Steve. Yeah, I don't I don't see it happening, but then again, I didn't really think that, like, Barsha would ever come around to talking to Steve well, again that's and, true. Like, all these guys. So, I mean – if it's Steve, I'm not going to say it can't happen because he makes some miracles happen. I'm yeah, well, and Mike, he he, you know, he invites uh, he invites Dungey to come ride with him. Uh, Will pretty much invites everybody. I think Mike at some point he's going to have to have a whole fleet of those bikes because there's going to be like a a twenty man team out in the you know the hills of Vegas right. somewhere. Right, we're all here. Let's go. Yeah. Hey, but isn't isn't Ryan part owner of the bike company? Yes, yes, and I think that's the okay. reason that that originally got brought up was yeah. You know, the original story so, was they were going to do a ride together. He was told, Steve was told they were going to do it, and he asked Ryan about it, and Ryan clearly didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Yeah, so, but here's the thing. Like I said earlier, Ryan's a businessman. He's pretty savvy. He knows that Steve can help promote. So yeah. Would it, I think 99% is a little high. I think, it, I think I could see it happening. Okay. Hey, that, well, yeah, I'm on board with that. That would be really cool if it does, and hopefully it will. Um, let's get this Race Tech rant real quick, though. Um, oh boy. I'm down with this one. Uh, I don't understand <laughs> why 250 teams do not announce which rider is racing which coast. This is fucking stupid. Basically, it was his rant. Um, he is not wrong with this one, in my opinion. I hear the reasons that I think Michael Lindsay brought up why they maybe they don't because, you know, like then a rider might not be prepared if he thought he was riding east. Um, I'll let you go first, Mike. Um, is this a legitimate rant by Steve? Is he, is he on point? Absolutely. It is, it's enough to build the sport. You want to be able to build the sport. You want to be able to support the sport. You want to be able to market the sport. And when they don't let you know who the players are, they're just shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. I am totally on board with Steve on this one. They, they need to put something in place, whether Feld implements it or mandates it or whatever. If there's a change and something happened and, Chase Sexton broke his collarbone and he's not going to be there. That that's going to happen, okay? Sure. But at the same time, for God's sakes, you got to <laughs> let the let the public know what's going on. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous. You know, every every week it seems like we're talking about how do you grow the sport? How do you grow the sport? Well, I can tell you how you don't grow the sport. Don't let people know who the hell's racing. Yeah, yeah. Steve said that before. And Troy, um, give me a, per, a a percent pie. How often do you agree with Steve's rants, and how often do you think they're just well, that's the first question. How often do you agree? 
agree with Steve. Like, yeah, yeah, on his rants, his... whether it be Chick Fil A um, or or this or whatever. Ooh, I'm probably at, at about fifty percent with Steve. I, I, there's some things he just goes off the rails about, and I know he kind of does this for the show, but like. I just think so I'm like, you know what? He's spot on. I agree with that. So we're 50 50. Okay. Uh, so, like, this 250 thing, like, yeah. I'm on board with that 100% because when I was trying to cover the teams and write my articles and do my thing, it right. was yeah. impossible to do preseason prep. So, unless, like, you had an in with that team and, like, knew the riders, you didn't know anything. So. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes they won't tell you yet. I was kind of yeah. put my little list together of all the teams and the riders this year and the new numbers so that I have my little flashcard basically. And I was like, yeah, I don't getting the, them to tell you which coast was very, very difficult for sure. Um, crazy. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's silly to me. Like Steve's right. It's silly. This sport doesn't need all these secrets. It's that's another one of his rants. And I think I'm on board with that too. Um, let's talk about Christian Craig real quick, right? Big news um, with the WADA, the water hearing and him uh, getting to go racing. We're all very excited about that. Um, at least I am. I, I'm stoked. He's riding West coast. Um, I guess, uh, Troy, you know, you, you're, you're said you're sick of hearing about it. It's been a really ongoing long story. I think it's definitely time to drop it. Let's go racing now. But, um, why are you tired of hearing about it? I think I'm tired of hearing about Christian Craig thing in general, because, I guess maybe because he had a bad year in general, and it's like he's racing, you know, 250 East or West. We don't know because they don't announce the team. Right. But uh, <laughs> I, th- I just, I don't know. He he should be on a 450. He's one of those dudes that should be. And I don't, he just didn't, hasn't put results in lately. So I'm kind of just like either, you know, shit or get off the pot. <laughs> I know that's mean, but I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't want to hear about it anymore. No, I, I get it. That's fair. Uh, I, I'd like to see him on a 452, and I think he'd like to be on a 450. It just, man, there's not a lot. He of, would. There's not a lot of rides right now. Um, Mike, you said it was a shit show. Pretty much the same thing. The whole industry, including Steve and the Pulp Mex show, feel like um, with these, whatever, with this thing happening the way it did, and it the the hearing, the court date ending early. Um, you think? I'm asking your opinion, whatever. Mike, do you think this fixes it for the future, or are we right back where we started the next time something happens? No, I don't think it fixes it for the future. I think every instance stands alone on its own. Yeah. And I think that you have to go through the process. You have to obviously, you know, try not to be in the process to begin with and know what you're doing. I think, um, but in his situation, uh, I kind of agree with Troy a little bit on, you know, let's move on, but at the same time, they didn't notify him for 10 months, and to me, that's like smacking your dog for peeing on the carpet 10 months ago. Your dog's going to look at you like, what the hell are you doing, you know? And I think it's just embarrassing for the sport, and in my opinion, um, it's unprofessional uh, for the sport and for its athletes because it makes them look irrelevant mm-hmm. because these things take so freaking long, and the punishments are so long. And for a, a sport that has such a small window of opportunity, I think it's just not fair. And I think it's embarrassing. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it's, it's very, it just, no other professional sport would work this way. And, uh, Sean Brennan with Feld told me last year at a one, we were talking about some things with, uh, credentials for, for a smaller podcast, like the one I do. Uh, you know, he's talking about how, Hey, we want this thing to be professional. We want to be like the NFL or major league baseball. They got to get some of this shit handled. I mean, it's not, that's not necessarily failed, but these, 
all the organizations involved, whether it be AMA and Feld and team managers and OEMs, they got to get this shit figured out if we are ever going to be even remotely on level with like a NASCAR. It's just there's so many things that got to be fixed, and this is one of them. And But, you know, and Steve, not on this show, but he said many times that I think we are what we are, and it's probably never going to change. I hope that's not the case. Um, but anyway, all right, let's move on to a couple more things. We're going to wrap this thing up pretty quick. Um, let's talk about this dark side guy got um, <laughs> had a rant on some podcast that he does, and Steve yeah. loves – loves 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 making this dark side guy feel bad um and apparently yeah my i guess i lost my mind a little bit last week i didn't think i was losing my mind like i said early in the show i said i kind of just felt like i felt like it really the the thing that set me off and i said this was that one particular voicemail just got under my skin and i felt like all right i'm gonna say a couple things and there was some twitter stuff going on that i responded to and you guys uh both said to stop responding i got tons of responses today stop responding i'm done i said what i had to say last week um all right so mike you say that uh steve's been a little hypocritical going off the deep end tell me why well you know i mean shortly after he played your section for way too long I thought that, that was a law. Lo- I did not know he was going to play that much. Oh, well, I didn't even know he was going to play long. anything until I was listening. And then when he played it, I was like, holy shit, this is like the whole show. It was like 20 minutes. Yeah. And then Michael, Michael Lindsay is like, is this almost over? Yeah. No kidding. I was feeling <laughs> that way. Done with the section? I had no idea. Then, I went off that long. No idea. But anyway, then, go ahead. Shortly after he talks about the, he made a, a political post with <laughs> accuracy and somebody really gave him a hard time about it, and he spent a lot of time crying about it. So, you know what, dark side, it, it could happen to anybody. But I think for you, take the Jerry uh, lesson and take the high road and just ignore those bastards. Yeah, and Troy, typically when I see stuff like that on social media, I say something like, well, I really appreciate your opinion. Or, or you know, I'm, I'm like, yeah, whatever, because I'm just nice back and no reason to be negative. But I did kind of, I guess I did kind of lose my shit last week. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was kind of like okay, he made a good point. He made his point, and then you kept you just kept going like so. Yeah, and yeah. then I was like, oh god, here we go again. And then <laughs> all right, he's cool. He made his point. Should I keep going, Vaj? So and then you just kept going, and it was yeah. like I don't he's disagree. Just it. I didn't. I I I, I made notes because this had been brewing for those couple days, right? I listened Monday night. So all Monday night, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> this dude really got under my skin. I'm being. I'm admitting it. Tuesday, I thought about it. Uh, Wednesday, right before the show, I like, all right, I got to write all this down because I'll forget what I'm trying to say as you usually do when you get wound up. And I knew I was wound up. So I wrote it down, but yeah, as I was saying that I had no idea it went that long. I apologize, but I feel good now. I'm good. Have it to the best of us. Have it to the best yeah, of us. Lesson learned. You know what? It, it happens and you know, so what it's, it's part of the, part of the program and, and, uh, it, it made for some entertainment on both shows for, yeah. for one time and, and that's what it one and done. So that was it. Yeah. So, all right. So we're talking about, you're on the wrap up show right now. We're talking about when I called in to talk about the wrap up show. Um, <laughs> I completely disagree with Steve on the list, on the guests co-host for the show, like yourselves. If you're not in the industry, like neither one of you are technically media, I guess is what he's saying. You're not a Will Hahn or a Randy Richardson. He doesn't care yeah, about your opinions on this thing. Um, for me, when I do this show, I feel like that's where the entertainment is, is let's talk about 
the Pulp Show a little bit. Let's talk about their opinions, and then let's talk about your opinions, and we get a little more content out of it. Um, Steve, though, is very, very adamant that Vodge's opinion doesn't matter. He's probably going to be adamant that neither one of your opinions matter. Um, I want to know your opinion. Mike, is he right? Am with, I wrong? I'm fine with it. I'm not an insider. There's no two ways about it. I'm, I'm a local grassroots guy, but at the same time, we have to deal with a lot of the same things that happens at the national level. And I actually think that Steve's program and your program is a good influence for me to learn more about how to handle different things that are going on, even at the local level. So even, even though I'm not an insider, we still have very similar things happen at our level. So whatever, if you don't want to hear it, then you could just limit the, the number of guests you get, I guess. Right. Well, and it is his show. I mean, he is his idea. So even if it was, uh, if we pick up sponsors, he could clip it if he wanted, if he doesn't like it. Um, but Troy, you've been, you know, in this industry, you, you have wrote articles. You said you, you've been Bermoto and Pulp MX. So you were at least were an industry guy at one time, but it doesn't matter if you are or not. Is Steve right or is he wrong? Well, first of all, had you even heard of me before like tonight? That's the question. Um, yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, no, I had not. Exactly. So, no, like, no one cares what I think. That's why I dodged your question that you sent me. That's, like, one of the first questions. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I just, I think Steve's right. I think he just wants the, what you, like, what your favorite segment is and, like, what we need more of. Yeah. And, you know, how this guest was. And, you know, he doesn't really care about anybody else. Like, I don't, I wouldn't want to listen to that either, to be honest with okay. you. I want, like, I just want fans talking about, you know, like, Tweet of Travis, is that your favorite segment? Yeah, it is, and here's why. Yeah. This is this could improve the show if we had this guy in. I don't know. Just See, like that. and the, the thing that I struggle with with this is the ones that I know listen, the, I do get a lot of DMs and a lot of emails and a lot of people tell me they listen. All the ones that, I, that openly say they listen, that reach out and support it, say they like the fact that the guests give their opinions. Now, I haven't had anybody say I listen, but I don't like that the guests give their opinions. So it's like, I, you know, it's, I don't know, even right now, this whole show, basically I've, you guys have given some of your opinions. It's very hard to talk about a topic and not say what you think, you know, it's, but well, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Steve, I'm going to sit down and actually talk to Steve. If this thing keeps going, I'm going to have a little talk at Anaheim with Steve and try to get a guideline of what he really wants. If we want to keep this thing going, I, I want him to be happy, obviously, but um, I, I think he's wrong, but it's not totally up to me, unfortunately. <laughs> That's why I have my own Save show, I guess. The show. Yeah, Save I have the show. I have my own show for it's that. Hard, it, it puts you in a hard position, though. It's hard to do it without asking some opinion. I think well, that's kind of what Travis said when yeah. he was commenting on it, too. It's, it's hard. We've already it's seen that tonight. You know, I could ask you about a segment, and then you guys kind of, well, you know, it, it, it leads into, well, you got to kind of tell why you don't like it or why you do or why you agree. Anyway, we're, uh, we're, I'm ranting again, so I'm going to stop. Um, <laughs> I think maybe it's like, Maybe it's like about the sh- if it's about the show, he's okay with our opinion. Does yeah, 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 yeah. I see because so, he did bring up the uh, Vodge talking about Ma- uh, Marvin's injury and he didn't care. So, but yeah, I I can see that a little bit. All right, so there was a couple tweets that stood out, and I mentioned this a little while ago with Jerry Robin. I just want to bring it up. So one of the questions was, "What's the worst thing anybody has said to you about fantasy?" Uh, and if I if I heard him right, he said somebody told him to quit. <laughs> racing and die 
That's a little <laughs> fucking drastic. Holy yeah. crap. Uh, Mike, I mean, that's my issue with Twitter right there. But, uh, it, I mean, good Lord. What, I mean, if you're a racer and you hear that, or if you're anybody, I mean, that's that's a little much. Welcome to the virtual world, buddy. I mean, True. That's, that's what you're going to get. It's the way people communicate today. Uh, when they're on their phone or behind their computer, they all of a sudden have giant balls and think they're uh, 10 foot tall and bulletproof. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when, when you see them in person, they're, uh, hey, buddy, how you doing? You know, so it's just really a, a way that things are transacted today. And as long as you realize that, like Jerry does, then all is well. You just have to brush it off and do what's good for you and your family and your close friends, you know? Absolutely. Um, okay, so this is a little bit of fantasy talk, which you guys are kind of getting into. Um, you guys both understand the first lap leader for fantasy. Uh, does either one of you not understand it, know what it is? Yeah, we're good. Okay, so the question was, who gets first lap leader? Uh, the most, I guess, was Forkner or Justin Cooper. Steve said Forkner. I, I tend to agree with him. The, I mean, although the, the start Yamahas are insanely fast, but so was Forkner off the start. Um, so I'm going to get your opinions. Uh, is Steve oh right, Troy, Forkner or uh, Cooper? He said Forkner. Correct. Yes. Steve said Forkner. So, yeah, I agree with Steve. It's Forkner for sure. He was, if it's Supercross, you yeah. know, that's where, where we're at. So. Yeah, he almost, I don't know that he didn't get a whole shot. You know, I know, I think he did damn near a whole shot at every race, but uh, mm-hmm. let's go with you, Mike. Go ahead. Well, being as uh, Justin's from New York, I'm going to go with Justin. Okay. If you ever, if you ever look at him, just smile, you know, he just kind of gives you that grin. And yeah. And yeah. he's going to hit, then he's going to hit third gear and run your ass over. So right, he's got right. some aggression. He's got some aggression to let out. And I think well, we're going to see him up front. Well, we're going, we're going to find out very soon. It's coming. All right. Two more tweets. Um, Michael Lindsay brought up something that uh, I kind of was surprised by and they didn't touch on. And I was really disappointed. They didn't go a little further, but they probably don't have any details, but he mentioned that he heard Aaron Plessinger may go back to GNCC next year, Mike. Um, That's if that happens to me, that's huge news. And I'm sure Steve will touch on it. If it actually comes to fruition, I was a little surprised they didn't discuss a little bit more, but uh, I just want to get your thoughts. Yeah, I don't. To me, it's there's two things. Okay. One is what's what's good for me and my family. If you're a racer, and the other thing is follow the money. So if you if you follow both of those, I mean, let's face it, he got his ass kicked last year. Does he want to do that again? What if it happens again this year? Then uh, GNCC, here we come. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't I, know how I don't know how long his contract is. I think there's got to be a lot more money in Supercross. So when you talk about family, I'd be surprised, but. I mean, yeah. How about you, Troy? I mean, you're you got to have an opinion on this. Um, I just, I just like the fact that that's this is like what we live for the pulp show for. Yes. Like little bombs that they drop. <laughs> yeah. You know, like there's little, you know, things that you just try to understand. But uh, I think that he won't have a place to go. I mean, if he, you know, if he's out at Yamaha, then he's gonna have to go to the woods. I did a story on him uh, when I was for the magazine and he said when he was done racing he would go back to GNCC no matter what right so I see I can see it happening for sure I yeah. mean let's face it what what with the way this year is going what if he what if he becomes part owner of a Honda GNCC team <laughs> <laughs> okay hey there's a, there's a hot take that Who could knows? have sure 
Who knows at this point? <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's talk about a couple quick, just random questions, and then I'm gonna let you guys go. Uh, Troy, I know you had something going on later this evening. Um, here in a little bit. So I'm gonna ask you first, Troy. If you could pick one of the co-hosts, one of the regular guys for Pulp MX to hang out with for the day, who would it be, and what would you do? Oh, dude, absolutely, it would be Kiefer, and we would be going to the strip club, and we'd be making it rain all day, bro. Okay, I thought you were going to say go to the sandwich shop, but yeah, that's about the same. Oh, well, yeah, and we get there, go there and eat, you know, eat sandwiches, all kind of stuff, so. Yeah. No, I'd be Kiefer, we'd go, we'd go riding and, uh, you know, hang out, have some good times riding with the buddies. I would be, unlike Steve, I would be uh, saying every track that we rode would be great. Yeah, yeah. Actually, now that you said, you just, I got something I want to go back to in a second, but I want to ask you the same question, Mike. Who would you hang out with? What would you do? Well, I had the good fortune to have Kiefer in studio when I was there. Yeah. Great, great guy. But, but, Galby looks like a blast to hang out with. Dude, he's nuts. <laughs> True. He, he looked like a lot of fun. And actually, after the show, I had, I had one of the racers ask me questions about Canada, and I, or texted him, and he got right back to me. So, He's like, dude, you guys got to come up. You're not that far. It looks like it looks like it'd be a party at Galdi's place. You know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah. All yeah, right. I so, agree with that too. Yeah, Mike. What is your favorite part of pulp? Whether it be the insight or a segment or you know, just what when you think of pulp, what makes you happy? That sounds... Yeah, that's tear offs. Okay, all the tear offs. I love the tear off section. I just think it's fun. It's interesting for the first few times that I listened to it, I thought it was a Scotch tape dispenser. I'm like, what the hell is that noise? <laughs> right. How about you, Troy? Uh, I'm going to stay away from segments, but um, I, you know, I kind of like when they're winding down the show and just anything's open, the floor is open for anyone to talk about whatever they want. And it usually ends up being a really good bench racing session. Um, and then sometimes when Pookie gets there, it's even better. So yeah, uh, yeah. It's towards the end sure. of the show. Everybody's, you know, like Jake and Coke, he's in there, you know, everyone's oh, loose and enjoying a good time. <laughs> I, I really enjoy that part. Yeah, I, I love when Pookie comes. I'm a big Pookie fan, as my favorite voicemail brought up a couple weeks ago or last week. But anyway, um, okay, give me I got one more for you guys. Uh, Let it go, Dark Side. Let yeah. it go. Troy, um, Don't who, rant, please, bro. who is somebody that you would like to have in that let, let's drop RC. RC doesn't count. Somebody that you'd like to have in, whether it be a past, you know, writer or industry guy, or somebody that you'd love to have in studio. For me, it would be yeah. Jason Anderson. That was you, Mike. Ooh. Yeah, for me, it would be Jason Anderson. I okay. Would, I would like to see, like, hey, we're taking you out to dinner, and they take him to his house by mistake, <laughs> studio by mistake, and you know, they drive just to see, and they got all these cool cameras to to watch it on, and. Lots of stuff to break mm, in there. Be, that'd be interesting. Be I think it'd be great. Okay. How about you, Troy? My, you're not going to expect my answer, but Luke Renslin, I don't know if you've oh, ever yeah. spoken to him. Yeah. He is, like, his personality is one of the best in the business, and it's kind of crazy that no one's really discovered it quite yet. Like, he, if he was on there more, he, I think he could be as big as, like, Seven Deuce Deuce and all those guys, because he sets them off the wall shit. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, that's, you know that'd be a, that's perfect for that show too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're gonna wrap this thing up. Typically, I do BTO uh, hot takes. I didn't ask you guys to do that this week, so we're just gonna skip it this week. Um, I do. The one thing I didn't touch on before I let you go is 
Um, you know, Steve's bashed on me for the or made fun of me for the Bradshaw crash, but he barely touched on his crash other than the damage he did with his helmet. Um, which I thought was a little hypocritical. Also, you know, I mean, he ate shit and bar- and he like it was no big deal. Um, maybe it was only because he wasn't on Bradshaw's bike. But um, any thoughts on that, Mike? At all, Steve's crash. Maybe he should quit. Sells Yamaha. Yeah. Well, first off, thank God he's okay. Thank God you're okay. I never like to see anybody when you're that close to the sport. You hate to see anybody crash. But uh, yeah, he didn't spend a lot of time on. Happen, and I didn't know if there's any video footage, but uh, unfortunately, I'm just gonna no. go ahead and, and yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and say thank God he's okay. Yeah, Troy, any thoughts on it at all? He's running the fly formula helmet, man. There's really nothing, nothing that beats that. So, hey, you know what? Sponsor plug. Yeah, I was but. wearing mine also when I hit the ground, and I did not have any concussion signs either. So, yeah, um, and I hit my head no pretty brain fluid. No, no, and I hit my head pretty damn hard, um, and I was perfect that that was definitely perfectly fine so all right guys uh mike troy thank you so much for coming on um i hope this is not the next to last show but i I had fun hope you guys had fun um what do you guys think anybody anybody hate it i had a blast i I just uh, thank you for the opportunity to do it and uh, of course be on here with troy it was a good time man i I hope it continues on i mean i think it's uh, definitely worth it if people don't like it don't freaking listen to it if you (laughs) like it support it all right, Dark side, where's your mindset at, man? Where's your mindset going this last show? What do you, where are you at? Uh, well, all right, I'm disapp- <laughs> I'm disappointed. I I hope uh-huh. it gets saved, and I think there is a chance it gets saved. He he did text me maybe Monday. I can't remember what day it was, and say that he does have a sponsor. He wants to try to find another one. So I've got about a. Yeah. I'm kind of being a little hopeful that it actually comes back. But if it goes away, I'm gonna be bummed. But going into the last show, I think I'm going to change it up quite a bit and have a bunch of people give me about 10 minutes each on their thoughts on the show as a, as a whole. And, of course, the Monday show and just do something a little different and have fun with it. And we're going to – well, I've got a special guest coming up after you guys. We're going to do about 10 minutes with somebody. But nice. um, in, in, at the last show, I am going to have Dylan on for a few minutes. Good. Good. Yeah, so I think that'll be fun. Um, He gets he gets some hate, too, and stuff. And I I don't like that. (laughs) I'm not I'm not into that stuff. So we're going to give Dylan some opportunity. But guys, man, so thank you so much. I know you got to go, Troy, Mike. I appreciate it. Uh, And I'll let you know when this thing's posted. It should be later tonight or tomorrow. But thank you very much. Uh, All right. So you guys stay tuned for uh, a special guest and uh, hello, Pookie. We're out. All right, guys, I promised you a special guest, and I think everybody's going to be pretty stoked on this guy. He is a super passionate fan. Uh, he definitely has strong opinions, and we like that. We're going to talk a little bit about Pulp MX and his, the, why he's a fan of it. Um, but let's introduce Mr. Dylan. What's up, Dylan? Hey, what's up, Darkside? What's up, man? How you doing? Not much, man. I'm glad to get you on here. Um, you, it's like an honor. My, been waiting. Yeah, you, like myself, you know, we get a little negativity, but um, you're you're a fan, and I think that's why people kind of lash out is you have your strong opinions and I've had, I've heard a couple that I didn't completely agree with, but that's the same thing with Steve, right? I don't agree with everything he says. Um, Before we get into the couple of topics that you want to touch on, uh, I want to know about your history with pulp. You've been calling in now for a, you know, a while now, probably the last year or so, but when did you start listening and why did you just start calling in recently or, or is that when you started listening? 
Okay, so I, I've probably been listening now about, I'd say, close to three years. I, I came on to the end of the 2017 uh, Supercross series. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, Pulp, I can't really tell you exactly where I've I caught Pulp. I, I feel like just going through Twitter and stuff, I saw it. Okay. But, uh, I mean, I, at work, I'm always looking for a podcast, and then Pulp came up. But, you know, just to have five hours of that, man, <laughs> Is is I know I know some people think it's a little much and it's a little too long, but for someone who works every day and you know has the is lucky enough to have the opportunity to be able to listen to a podcast, man, on hands down, Papa Max best podcast out there. Tell me and why? To, why? Why? Okay, well, I think one, you know, you don't you don't really have a lot of people in this industry that have podcasts for us. You know, Steve's really you know you got main event, yes, but. Steve's really the foundation. You know, I, I put him on the level with Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith, first take Undisputed. You know, they're elite, elite shows, and that's what I think Steve is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the yeah, you can, you can do the football talk and the basketball and all that, and you can get that anywhere. But Steve, man, he, he, he takes the entire sport, basically, and puts it on his back. He doesn't need to – yeah, he's got guests and stuff inside, but he's – basically taking this whole sport on his back and dishing it out to us every week for five hours and man that's that's what i need in my life okay. hands down that that's just that's hey, what it is it's the I, best thing about it i agree with you wholeheartedly on that uh that opinion um all right so there's a couple things you want to talk about ryan dungey yep. uh we, was back on the show this week it's been a little while uh obviously big news with him going to geico uh, steve asked him a little bit about how roger felt didn't get a real straight answer, but you you had some questions that maybe yeah. Steve didn't get to. Yeah, so so he did, he did when when Steve brought up the question, and I appreciate him asking some tough questions to Ryan about you know how Roger and them feel about him leaving, and he said they they surely weren't happy, and he didn't want to really get into what all went down in there, but you know as as the conversation went on, you know Dungey said something kind of kind of interesting to me that caught my ear. He said, you know, he feels that at Geico, the team all have great family vibes. The values of the team, riders, the mechanics, and all the staff members are, you know, absolute good. And everyone in there is genuine good people. You know, that those, those comments right there, genuine good people, everyone holds good family vibes, good values. Like, did something did something go wrong at KTM, man? I mean, yeah, I get you. You, you, you like like Steve says, you know, and I believe Steve when he says, you know, I think it gets your juices going, you yeah. get your competitive vibe, and I believe that. But why why would you not have gotten that opportunity at KTM? It's it is super hard for me to believe that this position could not have been made available to you at KTM. Like like what? I feel there's something, something, something to there. To me, seems a little fishy there. Just that, okay. that I don't know that he, that he walked away from KTM. I get, I get that the Geico, I guess that position was available. Yeah. But it, I just feel that Red Bull KTM, if if nothing went wrong there, they would have made, they would have moved heaven and earth to make this position available for Ryan and to have him walk out. It just, ugh, just seems a little weird. Yeah, you know, it does. It does. Him on red. I think Steve and Daniel touched on a little bit last week about, you know, um, that maybe they were wanting him to go to more races than he necessarily wanted to. And he didn't really, he just didn't, I don't think it fit what Ryan wanted necessarily, but Ryan never really touched on that. Uh, And I think, 
I feel like Steve, while interviewing him, kind of knew that it was sort of our typical Dungey where he really doesn't give you a lot. It's kind of vague, you know, in, in the in the politically correct answer. So I, no, I wonder if that's sure. why Steve didn't dive in too deep. You know, it's just you no, probably probably not going to get exactly what we want to hear out of Ryan ever, honestly. Yeah, um, he's very he's very good at BMPC. Yeah, very absolutely. Uh, okay, so and you you mentioned uh, the tweet with or when M- Michael Lindsay brought up the fact that Aaron Plessinger may be going to GNC next year, GNCC next year. Yeah. Um, I touched on that with some of the other guys were on earlier, and yeah, that one really blew me away too. And they sort of just brushed over it, and I I wonder yeah, if that's Steve just because really there's really no there's no news to get into yet. Steve probably hasn't heard anything about it, but yeah, what are your okay. thoughts on that? I, I personally, I mean, I, I don't even know, because I know the, the, the talk was for a while that, you know, Barsha, his his contract may be coming up and he may be the one moving out and then Ferrandis will come up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I never, never was going to guess. I know Aaron Plessinger's had a hard, hard time basically coming in his first year, but I never would have said he was going back to GNCC or that he was going to step away because... I mean, who who's who are they going to bring on? If if Barsha was to leave, which I'm guessing if Aaron Plessinger was going to leave, Barsha's definitely not leaving. But that that <laughs> just that kind of seems like it's going to throw a big monkey wrench into Yamaha, Yamaha over there. Yeah, I would think that uh, you know Steve will probably uh, you know ask some questions as the season gets going when he's he's around the Yamaha truck quite a bit. He knows Jim Perry real well. I bet he'll I bet he'll dive into that a little bit and get us get some info, but. And one of my guests earlier, Mike, had said that, you know, um, Aaron has always said he might go back to GNCC at, when he retires. But certainly saying next year was the part that I was like, whoa, that's I, – yeah. I, and I think that's a little – I think, um, again, I know Steve doesn't want our opinions. I've said that about four times on the show tonight. But I think that's probably a little uh, a little early. I don't – I'd be really surprised. But Michael – Lindsay knows a lot more than I do. That's for sure. Um, do, go ahead. Do, well, do, do you happen to know how long his uh, contracts were? How, how many more years? Or how I many think years it's got one. I think it was a two-year deal, so this would be two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it, it could have some juice to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and if it was more, that sometimes they can get out of those contracts if each party's not happy. You know, as Steve said many times, the contracts really aren't worth what they're written on in in, in this industry. Um, okay. All right. You mentioned the uh, the the Chris Betts tweet that was pretty, yeah. about get, getting a shirt back. Talk about that. What what were your thoughts? Because I know you got some AC thoughts. Yeah, man. So so I so about the AC. You know, he said that you know send his shirt to the podium at A one. You know, that's be. where they'll be. You know, haha. And I get it. That's funny. Whatever. Cool. Cool. But the you know the all everyone in. You know, all the guests and Steve, they all jumped on board and said, "Yeah, I, I can see, I can see, I can see A one being on the podium, and that's fine. I, I get you can say you see he's going to be there, but I want your feet on the fire. I, I want you to tell me, yeah, okay, so so what you think it's going to be Eli, Kenny, and AC, or when AC comes out and say, God forbid, he wash, washes the front tire and finishes tenth, are you going to say, well, he, I said he could have been on the podium, right, right." But, but that's a that's a very easy way to slide out of that, sure. and you know that that's where I'm. I get a little confused how everyone is so hyped on AC, and yeah, he could be the next thing to to God coming on a bike. I get it, <laughs> but the thing is, you know, I, I I listened on to that story of a champion by Ryan Villapoto, and his teammate said, you know, when the guys come up through the sport and they have everything handed to them, 
you know, for example, growing up with the best rider and, you know, getting all the best equipment, when when they come into hard times, they crumble. They, they, they don't have the backbone. And I'm just wondering, you know, how come that's never been brought up about AC? You know, that, yeah, he, he, he unfortunately, it sounds to me like if you look at his career, he is the one who's had everything handed to him. Yeah, he, he did get his championship. He finally got it. But for the hype he has, man, he I feel he should have a handful of championships walking into this 450 class. And, you know, then maybe, just maybe, I feel the the talk could, could you know, keep up with the hype. But it's, to me, that's just, that's just how I feel in AC. I just feel everyone is on this bandwagon. And it's gonna it's gonna crash hard, well, but everyone's gonna say, "Well, we knew." Yeah, I think there are a lot of people on the AC hype bandwagon. But Steve, you know, Steve has said numerous times well, that he doesn't think Absolutely. he's gonna win a main. Um, you know, and I think there has been talk about the fact that AC didn't really do what he was expected to do. I mean, I know Daniel's talked about it on his show, and I feel like Steve's talked about it. Um, I, for one, I said earlier, I kind of hope that <laughs> I kind of hope AC wins a one just so I could kind of bust on steve at the uh at the you know press conference that that would be fun to me just be able to say uh hey how about uh what do you think about steve saying you never you weren't going to win a main this year and you won the first one but uh yeah i I love your passion dylan man and i think you're just like the rest of us as fans uh you know you love you love your guys and you're passionate and you know we all have crazy uh opinions sometimes you know like i mean i I feel like zach's gonna win a bunch of races this year that maybe that's crazy i don't know um (laughs) But hey, um, I'm gonna wrap this thing up tonight. I, I and I yep. appreciate you coming on and get, you know getting a few of your opinions on here. And I appreciate your support, man. And don't stop calling into pulp because of the haters. I, no. I'll I'll try to keep Never, my man. sanity. Never. You keep yours. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for the time tonight. I, I greatly, greatly appreciate. All right, Dylan. All right, Have buddy. A great evening. You too, man. Thank you. Yep. Bye bye. All right, guys. Uh, you know that's Dylan, right? Uh, fan favorite, Dylan. I like Dylan. Um, hopefully you guys don't bash me for that, but his, he's got his opinions, man. We all do. Um, sorry, Steve. Don't hate me for this. Don't clip me for this. All right. We're, uh, stay tuned for Hello Pookie. And no, the Hello Pookie theme song this week by listener request. We'll, uh, we'll change that up a little bit to make you guys happy. All right. Hello Pookie. Once again, back with Hello Pookie. What's up, Pookie Mathis? I'm good, bro. How are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Just, uh, sitting here in the studio talking to you. It's always exciting. Okay, so recently on Instagram, you had a lot of a lot of posts uh, about your friend's wedding and uh, obviously uh, timeline photos and videos. And you do this a lot, where there's a lot you you have a lot of pictures of doing stuff with your friends where Steve's not involved. Uh, and Steve has made mention before that sometimes I realize that Pookie has this whole separate life that I'm not part of. So one of our listener, one of the listeners, wants to know just. Is that something that you like having that time away and having like quote unquote separate life? Or would you be happy if Steve had time or could spend more time with some of your friends doing the things you guys do? Um, I wouldn't say we have separate lives. I mean, we definitely have our time apart and our own social lives, but I don't consider it a separate life. Um, Steve was at my best friend's wedding. I mean, he was there. You could see him in my yeah, yeah. Hella, my super sick Instagram video that I posted. My my girlfriend filmed that one, but Steve, Steve is standing across the way. He, he's filming me from another angle. I so, saw that. Yeah, no, Steve was at the wedding. I'm glad that it was at a time that he could be there. Um, you know, with his travel schedule on the weekends, it's just, you know, not possible that we do everything together like a lot of, you know, people do. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, the kind of stuff that me and my friends do, 
Steve isn't going to want to come hang out with us, even <laughs> if he was home. He doesn't want to come and watch Grease with us at the pool at the Cosmopolitan and dress in costumes. I mean, when we go to the movies, we dress up for the theme of the movie. I mean, we're crazy. So, like, I, you know, I like having people that I can hang out with and, and do that kind of stuff with. And, yeah, it's my girlfriend, Susan, and, you know, my best friend, Patrick, for, you know, many years. We've always enjoyed dressing up for birthdays and planning theme nights and doing, you know, rehearsed skits and dances and, you know, songs for each other. And, right. you know, you saw what I did for my friend's wedding. Yeah, and that was like, cool. Yeah, so that's all just stuff that I love to do. And I'm glad that I have my tribe of people that love to do it with me. But, um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't consider we have separate lives, but we definitely have separate social lives. I mean, I know a lot of people's husbands will go and, yeah, I mean, sometimes I feel like people drag their husbands sure. to social stuff and they don't want to be there. And, yeah. You know, I just, I don't know, I'm fine to just go by myself. And I have, you know, my friends that, you know, will hang out with me just by myself. They don't care. So, yeah, yeah no, I, I consider myself lucky and I really love it. Yeah, yeah. You've talked before about, um, you know, doing that stuff on your own like that and that, that you have your alone time or whatever. And that's cool. And I, and I think it, it was Steve that has just kind of jokingly said, sometimes I realize when I look at Pookie's Instagram that she has this whole other life. Uh, you know, it wasn't, I don't think any, the, the listener wasn't saying that you have a separate life. It's just the way Steve kind of jokingly talked about it at oh, one okay. point. Yeah, no, he does. I know he says, has said that before. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it depends where you follow me on my social medias. I mean, I'm, you know, my, my Facebook is much more personal and right. much more my family and, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, Instagram is something for, you know, everybody to see and, and um, Twitter, I'm not even really on Twitter anymore, so I guess it doesn't matter. But no, I've tagged you a bunch of times for the show stuff, and you, yeah, you, you, you told me before oh, that I'm you're sorry. really no, no, it's fine, it, it's no big deal. You said you you aren't on it a lot, but that's not a big deal. I mean, social media can be a little overwhelming these days with so much of it. So I, I get stepping away from at least one of them. Yeah, and, and anymore, I'm not on Twitter at all. I don't even check it. Not even. I can't even tell you the last time I went on. It's been months. So, yeah, I don't even know what Twitter app I have right now. <laughs> right, right. I, I try to stay off Twitter, too, but it's the best way to keep up with the pulp stuff because that's what Steve likes the best. So if I want to know what's going on with the show or what, what he's got, you know, whether it be on race day or whatever, you got you got to get on Twitter for that. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's very useful, but um, yeah, for yeah. me, I'm just kind of off it right now. I'm sure I'll be back sometime. Sometime. Hashtag Poop Nation. There you go. Hey, I think last time I talked to you before I let you go, um, have you been to the John Mayer concert already? Did that happen? I don't know if I had already been or if I was just coming back, but I've been now since then. Okay, it seems like it was before because I, I don't think you've talked about how that went. So just how was that? Was it awesome? Well, yeah, it was amazing. I yeah, I took a car to the venue. I got there super early. Got some drinks, went right to my seat in the seventh row. Oh, nice! Um, it wasn't it wasn't quite as like close up as I thought it was going to be. Honestly, I mean, not that it was terrible or anything, but um, yeah. So I had bought a single seat, and then the the seat you know next to me was open when I bought it. And then the guy that ended up sitting there uh, was an Asian guy, and he was blowing my mind because he knew the song that John was going to play based off of the guitar that somebody handed him. Oh, yeah. John would pick up a guitar and the guy would go, and then John would play. And I was like, how did you know that? And he said, the guitar, that's the guitar for this song. I was like, oh my God. Like I was a musician. So him and I bonded a little bit over, you know, he was just super into it. He knew every song. He was, yeah, just like a guitar player. So he was loving it too. So that's cool. Yeah. I had a really good time. I was really thankful to be able to go do that. Awesome. Awesome. I love hearing those stories. You know, we've talked about music before, so that stuff gets me excited. Right. All right. Well, that's it for this one. Thanks again, Pookie. Okay, bro. No worries. Talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you soon.
Why would you want to talk, re-talk about the Pulp Show?